Hey, good morning. So yesterday was a bit of a... When I got home and sat down and kind of reflected, it was a bit of a crazy day. There's five things that had happened that don't typically happen. Like I've recorded got about between 40 and 50 audio recordings. Just uh, me going out twice a day sometimes. Sometimes not. Sometimes I don't record anything. But in those nothing there's there's like no there's no events but yesterday there was five things just seems a bit um, I mean for one thing okay I could understand that like a one-off for five things it just seems like seemed like I was being tested test of patience or something so I had a look this morning I kept seeing um, an actress Olivia Newton-John Apparently she died on the 8th of August. And I just kept seeing this, uh, kept seeing her face and that headline pop up everywhere. I don't read the news, I don't watch any news programs. But something obviously wanted me to uh, pay attention to it. anyway I took a look at it I didn't actually watch the video or anything I just um, just looked at her date of birth looked at her chart and then looked at her transit chart I just wanted to try and figure out like was there something significant there's something significant and that's why passed on or something um, and then I mean she had a Jupiter return not so long ago there's nothing obvious but I checked her I thought I'd check her um, astral cartography chart she was born in Cambridge in the UK and then she moved to California so I just wanted to have a look and see what what lines she had uh, over California and she had nothing it's like way off 
way off the coast towards uh, Hawaii. So it's kind of like just a void. It doesn't mean she wouldn't have felt anything, it just means that I guess there's less uh, support and less support and energy from her natal chart. Like the, I guess you could say it's like the comfortable energy because it's what you were born with. So it's like, comfortable. Um, Yes, yeah, so after I looked at that, then I got to thinking, the, um, every day there's a chart, right? Or there's a, there is a chart, it's just continually changing as the luminaries process or appear to process so I started looking at yesterday I noticed that at the time I came out for a walk I come out for a walk typically around the same time every day it's like between 7.30 and 8am so the, at that time yesterday Mars was crossing over and yesterday that, that's around about the time the uh, the guy in his van almost knocked me down when he came speeding or oh, didn't speed I guess but he saw me he saw me cross the road something made me stop and then his van appears in front of me and then he's just stirring with no expression carried on driving then parked up that was it he thought nothing of it but it was quite aggressive it was uh all the stuff of Mars. And my response should have been similar. I mean, anyone would be annoyed at that, right? Or it would be easy to choose to be. So, I chose not to do anything. Because I didn't see any any benefit just seemed like a waste of energy he would have um, had some excuse and it would have just been cyclical so it would have been no point so anyway so I mean that that's what I'd been talking about yesterday morning there's a lot of Mars aspects of my chart yesterday and uh, I just happened to be out at the time it was 
passing over in the um, I guess you'd say the mundane chart or just the I think I turned it as just Dinar it's like in uh, human design it's the just Nar connection or the just now body graph um, yeah so then um, so then I started looking at various times during the day to see when specific lines were were close by And I looked at today, and the two times that I go out, so it's between half seven and eight, and then maybe around two o'clock, between two and three o'clock in the afternoon, uh, Mercury, Mercury, um, is influencing at, the, at those times which is quite quite fitting because this is the time when when I record these uh, record these discussions Mercury is all about communication so it probably also be a good time to write but I find it easier now to to just speak So I think in in terms of the people that say you should do things on certain days, you should do things at certain times of the day. And I think unconsciously you feel that. You feel that you can exercise better in the morning or in the evening or in the afternoon because it feels feels better for you so it might just be that you are more comfortable in the energy at that time of day it's more fitting with maybe when you were born however that lines up if it does or if it's If that's uh, if that's a thing, so to speak, because you have the transit chart, right? So a transit astro cartography chart would be your natal chart. The lines combined with the lines from what's happening right now. I don't know if that's a thing or not. I'm guessing guessing some people would be able to do it. Maybe by hand. But I've not seen anything like automated. But it'd be quite handy. 
even if it's just like a uh, comparison or something. Just to see if it um, just to see if there's any like correlation or anything like that. Which I'm, I'm guessing it's probably one of those things when you know about it something you won't notice won't, maybe it won't be as prominent but when it's something that is noticed and then then you go back and look and it's like ah oh. you can find something that relates to the feeling it's like in like when you were old with you I can I can look at names or look at certain bits of information and it is typically names and get a feel if I can get a feel if it's like aligned with the numerology that is prevalent around me so I've spoken before about the about the numbers 7 and 4, 74 and 47 74 was what is the number of my my full birth name in Chaldean it's also my best friend's number of his full birth name and we had a chance meeting before we even knew each other um, we were both on the bus one was going into town and I was going out of town we're on the opposite sides of the road he was with his brother and we saw each other across the buses because it's it's hard not because when you're in a city of when you're in a city and you're the minority people can pick you out in a crowd easily so he noticed me and I noticed him and then when we went to school that's when we We became friends, but then it was years later that we said, oh, I actually, because we didn't really think anything of it. But then we both realized that it must have been, it must have been us on the buses. And we spoke about it. That was a weird experience. It's like a chance or fated encounter kind of thing. So anyway, so numerology. So there's a whole bunch of other people that I know in person or that I share the same interests in, share some interest with, or have some, some kind of connection like that. 
and they all have the number 47 in numerology they're um, in Chaldean all 47 and it's weird because recently I've been able to pick out certain names when I'm researching things I can pick out a name that I get a feeling for there's something or something about it and I put it into the numerology calculator thing and I already know what number it's going to be it's going to be 47 that's happened maybe twice in the last week so that's quite I find that quite weird because there's nothing to explain it there's no it's just a feeling but how do you you can't um nobody else can feel that unless they've experienced it so it's hard to you can explain it to someone but they may be like oh yeah cool it's not the same as experiencing it so back to Back to the astrocartography charts. So if planets have more planets move over the course of the year and that's tracked based on the uh, the sign that they're in. or the house that they're in but there's like a, a microcosm of that as well isn't there where it's like I was watching something I was watching something last night I'm not sure if it was in the... There's a movie called The Ninth Gate with Johnny Depp. And he's trying to find a... He's been given a book. He's a... He's like a researcher or... He's a book dealer. And he knows everything about books. He can authenticate them and all that stuff. So he gets hired by this rich guy. He gets given this book, The Ninth Gate, which is an occultist, uh, it's just hidden secret knowledge, uh, purportedly written by the devil, or Satan, or Lucifer.
the entire theme of the movie actually it seems like it's uh, it's just all about sin it is it's it's almost written like they're all in hell because it is just all about sin um, there's a woman in it that a baroness and all the books that she writes are just about the devil so it's kind of a it's kind of weird because when you first start watching it you think oh it's about this book that's been written and you're led to believe that there's two that it's kind of like the world that you live in where there's two sides there's good and evil right but as the story progresses it does just seem like it's all it's all evil in this uh, in this story that it's like a singularity of uh, just evil just Lucifer so anyway there's um, there's a scene I remember now I can't remember if it's in this movie or not where somebody is talking about the reality that you live in is like a Russian doll. Oh no, it's definitely not. <laughs> this, I think this was something I was watching before I went out yesterday. It was not the spiritual Christian evangelist guy. It was a different... I think I may have started to watch it, but I didn't finish it until I got home. Yeah, this is a different one. It's about... It's about this guy investigating the theory that the the world ended in 2012, but not physically. He was explaining about the Mandela effect and how that was how that was created by something they did at CERN, and that what happened in 2012 was the either the merging of two two existences two physical existences or moving on to a, a separate timeline and that's how they explain the Mandela effect that you're remembering things from a specific timeline but because you're now on a different timeline the collective collective consciousness I guess is remembering it differently or remembering it from based on the other timeline so it's a little bit trying to wrap your head around it but anyway they talk about the Russian dolls 
I remember when I was younger, I think it was my grandparents. They had a set of Russian dolls I used to play with when I was a kid. And they would go like from like huge to tiny. Like there was low, like maybe about like nine levels or something. I just thought it was like, uh, thought it was a toy at first, and then I just thought it was an ornament as I got older. Didn't really see any, I, I couldn't see any reason why, why would someone create so many levels when they're all kind of typically kept within the one bigger show? Because you don't, you want to display them all laid out. So I kind of thought it was pointless. But anyway, this guy's explaining that that's kind of how reality is. It's just a show and it changes depending which which level you're at, which um, which layer. I guess it's kind of like a different um, different experience so like cornflakes might be called yellow flakes or something like that like slightly different variations but ultimately all part of one one whole uh, Russian Russian doll. I thought it was interesting because birds, chickens, they produce eggs. And they have to be kept kept warm to fertilize them and for them to uh, for them to grow into for the bird or for the chicken to to grow in And that's kind of the, I guess that's kind of the concept of the Russian doll. You're incubated in a shell as you're growing, as life is beginning. And then as you get older, so I, d I don't really know the, the gestation or the period for eggs. I'm guessing it's like three to six months or something. But then the shell breaks and the bird emerges into a larger shell, into a larger dog. 
Isn't that similar for for a human as well? Well, it might not be an egg in the sense that uh, that birds are brought into. In the sense of the shape, if you look at the shape of a pregnant woman's of a pregnant woman's stomach, it's kind of similar to an egg. So if you imagine inside the womb is uh, it's like a it's like a balloon of mucus holding the water and the baby in. They're holding the fetus in. So that's kind of like a... It's kind of an egg. And then... Um, then the baby... Comes out... As they get older and... Um, they're in the same bigger... Bigger show. So I think the smaller things, the things that we create, the things that we don't try to create, the things that are just created, have or can have a representative representative <laughs> view of existence or physical existence with the Russian dolls did somebody create the Russian dolls why, why did they create them like that why did they create them with so many layers what was what were they trying to create an ornament or something that represents something or did they just create it they don't they didn't have like an intention with it I guess it's kind of like that with, um, with a lot of things like obviously nobody created the the womb nobody created the uh, the egg that the chicken is born in nobody nobody created the the yellow, the yolk in the middle of the egg that contains the uh, the life force. The protein, which are the building blocks of life, right? Amino acids. When you break protein down, it's amino acids. And that's supposed to be the thing that that we all need that's the thing that birds need as they're growing right 
It's warm today. Yeah, so the there's like a double anything physical can also have a you could also derive like a a spiritual or non-physical meaning from it so you could say that the maybe the Russian dolls represent the chakras maybe it's a physical representation of something that is invisible Or maybe it represents the the conditions around the earth. The shells. Maybe that's how the the earth is uh, contained. Or maybe it's a generalisation. Maybe it's this is how everything's contained. The earth, the body, the spirit. Which we kind of um, kind of makes sense, right? You wouldn't have would you have different representations for you wouldn't typically you would have one representation and it may apply to different things like if you If you created a, a computer program, typically it could be reused for other purposes. It's not specifically for the purpose that you've designed it. Like the design is based on, to a degree, the language that it's written in. And the language dictates that whilst it could be possible to create a program that is very rigid and does just one purpose, the program could still be changed or adapted for other purposes. But maybe retaining the, over the, the overall structure of it. So maybe maybe that's kind of a trick. Maybe over time what they call a cult, the hidden knowledge or the the secrets. Maybe they're all parts of the same thing. Maybe the the one eye symbology what's that symbolic of you've got the white around the eye around the iris you've got the colour in the iris which is 
different depending on the person and then you've got the pupil the black circle in the middle what does that represent? is it the sun? or is it a representation of the sun? sun system or is it the yolk the is it the the egg the inner of the egg because the pupil the pupil takes the light in dark the black absorbs the light the iris I guess depending what colour what colour the irises could reflect light or it could absorb more light and then the white around the outside is obviously going to reflect the light So is that maybe reflective of the nature of the system that we live in? If you think about just the two main components, the, the white around the eye and the pupil in the middle. So in order to, in order to see something, the light has to enter the pupil. So the sun what colour is the sun? Is it yellow? Is it white? Or is that just a rep is that just a representation of the energy that's produced by it? If you look at um what are they called I think it's like a coronagraph. So it's a special, I think it's a special filter or something that shows the, shows the corona of the sun. So it tends to be orange and black when you look at these pictures. So it doesn't look like the sun that you're looking at in the sky. And when there's a... When they start to get worried about uh, potential solar flows, it's when there's a hole. It's when they see there's a hole in the corona. Which means that the... That part of the corona goes black. So it's, a, it's a absorbing. Or that that's what you can infer it's absorbing more energy or light or more it would be more energy
but when you look at the sun you don't see that you don't see the holes in it you don't see the holes in the in the shell and then the moon well the moon is kind of a bit of both it's a bit of the pupil and it's a bit of the reflector it's a bit of the white So it's kind of all about duality, isn't it? It's all black, white, light, dark. The yin and the the yin and yang. Maybe that's just maybe that's just a constant. Maybe the the balance is the constant in all all shells. So if you imagine the, why would there exist many variations of maybe not physically, but of thought forms, thought forms. If you think there's got to be at least two, right? If it's a dualistic system that you live in, there's got to be at least two representative Russian dolls. One that represents the good and one that represents the bad. If you wanted to keep it like very simple. But then there could be a third one, neutrality or balance, or there would be balance anyway, but say if you if it was uh, something good, there would have to be a balance in something bad from somewhere else, if that makes sense. So there could be a third, which is just the, the neutrality so if you think about when you're thinking about something or when you're making a decision about something, it's not just one track. In some cases it might be if it's something that you've really wanted. But there might also be the doubt that creeps in that makes you think, maybe, what if I didn't do it? Then you might go through, you might even visualise what it would be like not to do it. And how are you visualising that? just thoughts but what if what if that was like happening within a certain layer what if that was within a certain shell within a Russian doll within one of the Russian dolls what if that was like a layer that you could operate in where you could go in and you could have doubt but then you could come back out and you could go maybe into a different shell What if that's what it's representing? It's representing the... Uh, maybe not different layers of consciousness, but maybe different layers of... Possibility, thought. 
maybe to a degree consciousness because you could be you could go into a particular show and you could make that your your conscious state you could say I'm going to live in this state of fear because of whatever it is maybe each of those shows is just a degree of like a nuanced edging towards love edging towards fear that kind of thing but then that would love and fear would have to be there would have to be something that exists right like uh I guess uh, I guess it would be a frequency, wouldn't it? They'd have to have a frequency, or um, yeah, it would have to be something like that. It have to be like an energetic frequency that you label as that is love, which is like it's the same as it's the same as light. You label specific frequencies of light with a word and it's the same with feelings or emotions I wonder what those um, those shells If it is uh, like different states of different states of being that you can kind of slip in and out of, but you may not because you're not conscious of it. You don't know that you're kind of limiting yourself by placing you by being in there. That you don't know that you can move between the different states at will that if you wanted to be happy you could be happy but a lot of people will or seem to trap themselves in being angry being upset being fearful because they say it's something external to them that influences the state of being how they are how they feel when I think it's uh, for me anyway the experiences that I've had I'm more inclined to say it's it's entirely our choice the difficult part is the realisation that it's your choice because when you when you accept that realisation you accept that you can't play the victim anymore you can't blame somebody else so it's like taking full responsibility as well and that can be I mean even just uh, the realisation would be a big 
big change for a lot of people. But to take responsibility for everything and to not have, uh, to lose the victim mentality, that would be a big deal for a lot of people because they'd like to have a scapegoat. They like to say that the government are the reason why they can't do certain things. But the realization is that you've got full, you've got choice over everything. You can decide whether you want to be happy or you want to be upset. If something happens to you, it's not the thing that happened to you that changes your state, it's you that allows it to change your state. And that's what a lot of people don't ever come to realize that they've got full control over everything they do and feel. Somebody, somebody can come and say that that's not true, that they can tell you what to do and feel, but that's only true if you let them. That's only true if you, if you accept that. It's only true if you let that happen. If someone said that to you, you could just say no. And then walk away. No, there's nothing... Nothing's changed in your state. You're just carrying on as you, as you in the state that you choose to be in. Just because somebody says that, hey, I'm going to come and change your state, you say no. Or if you see, see a TV show or a movie, now these can change your state without you even knowing. If you see something that upsets you and you don't realize that it's not real, that it's a movie, that it's entertainment, your body doesn't know that. So when you get upset at things like that, it's just burning your energy. There's no reason for you to get upset during a movie. Some people might say, oh, well, you're heartless or you've got no feelings. Well, nah. Because you're watching a movie, it's something that is not real. It would be a waste of your energy to um, to react to that in a way that should be preserved for something real I think that's kind of like with the lines of uh, reality and reality and uh, fate so it is fake reality because they try and te- they try and they're obviously convincing you that it's something real they're convincing your body that it's something real which is why you respond in in the ways that it commands but it's the distinction between the two people don't generally have a distinction 
they'll react to it but maybe after the after the movie's finished I'll be like oh yeah that was a good movie that was it really made me cry so they know that movies aren't real but it still affects them because they allow it to affect them because they treat it as something real as though the event or the thing that happened in the movies are real but if you show if you show a kid movies or TV shows they think it's real when I was a kid I thought things that were on TV or movies I thought they were real I thought they were real things real people because kids aren't kids aren't told that they're not that they're not real they're just put in front of a TV and told to to watch it they don't know it's not real and my daughter said that to me uh, a few weeks ago she was watching something and she thought she's asking me something about it as though it was a real uh, a real thing and I had to explain to her that it's not real that it's all that actors people pretending to be other people or pretending to be characters but that none of it is real it's all recorded on cameras but nobody nobody tells kids things like that something so simple and then that reflects in um, grown adults getting emotional over things on TV just had to pause for a second just, um, just taking a picture of a very old tree I think it's an acorn tree. Yeah, a very old, very big tree. Uh, yeah, I think this is the... It's the longest discussion of... of recorders. Nearly, about 55 minutes. Um, yeah, it kind of went off on a tangent. I didn't really... Like most of my, I didn't really plan anything. Um, I'd been looking at astral cartography charts, but that was about it. And uh, yeah, I kind of just discussed what is things that I've seen, um, questions, questions that crop up from nowhere. I think the the Russian dolls is interesting. It's an interesting concept. I think it's got it does have can be representative of uh, many different things, but all the general kind of the general concept is. like maintaining a particular state so in ter- so when I was talking about people being able to move freely between states if they want to be fearful they move into a state of fear which is a different shell 
which contains everything that kind of fosters and um, feeds that fear. So if you imagine each shell is, is an egg and whatever you want to put inside that shell, that egg, is what's going to nurture whatever you want to feel. So if you want to feel happy, you just be happy and then you're in that state and then whatever whatever is required to keep you in that state will be given in that egg you will put it in there unconsciously unknowingly so that's why I think um, that's my thoughts on that I think I'm going to go walk I'm going to go walk a bit further I came down to oh, you'll see you'll see in the picture anyway the, the tree I took a picture of it's um, yeah it's just a little bit out of town but it's not it's quiet very quiet place very uh, picturesque yeah so I'm going to go take a walk down the other way and uh, maybe get coffee Okay, have a good day.